welcome back to Magnify Him Together. This is Josh Hodge, and we're on episode number 23 of Remember Now, Thy Creator Podcasts. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Do you know who that is? The King of Kings? I think it's true for all of us that there's something that compels us or fascinates us about the idea of a king. We live in a time period where kings aren't really a thing. It's more so presidents and prime ministers and collective governing bodies. We don't really have kings, do we? But there's something that fascinates us. We Stories are written about kings and queens and princes, and we read them with interest and fascination, probably particularly as children. And don't we just love to read about a great heroic battle that a king wins, or how a king might rule over the land and over his subjects? These things fascinate us. They interest us. But it's worth considering what a king is, and what a king does, and what the king will do. And well beyond any story that we might read, or by any simple fascination that we might have with what it means to be a king. Because we should be worshipping a king now. Psalm 47 verse 7 says, God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God is the king right now. Do we treat God like he's our king? Do we think of God like he is our king? Do we understand God as our king? And what are we doing about it? What life are we living that shows that God is our king. You know, God is the ultimate king. But his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is his representative. And in the millennium, the kingdom age, Christ will be king for a thousand years before handing the kingdom to his father. Are you prepared and ready to follow that king? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords in Revelation 19 and verse 16. And, and we can read that context with great excitement and fascination. It's a, it's a battle story. It's a story about a great conquest with the Lord Jesus Christ coming on a white horse. And it tells us of his characteristics. It says he's faithful and true. And righteous. He, he judges and makes war. That is the king who's on a conquest to win a battle against the nations that oppose God and that oppose him, the Lord Jesus Christ. But do you know what's really interesting is that this king isn't by himself because it says there are armies in heaven which followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Now you know 
that we're reading from Revelation. And so we're talking about symbols here. So who is it? Who are these armies that follow on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean? This is talking about the saints, the believers who have been immortalized, Jew and Gentile. And they follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready to follow him? Are you ready to follow the Lord Jesus Christ into battle with a conquest against the nations? Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be wielding swords and spears, does it? But it does mean that we will be following the instructions of our king. And we will look to him and be in complete subjection to his will as he's looking to establish the kingdom. Now, it would be a whole other discussion to talk about what that battle and what that conquest actually looks like in the future once we've been immortalized. I mean, that would be an exciting thing to discuss and perhaps another time. But we still want to address this question, are we ready to follow the king? Now, Psalm 45 talks about this king. Psalm 45 is incredible. We've looked at different elements of Psalm 45 in previous podcasts. In fact, the most recent one, we talked about how the psalmist had this, this matter that he was really excited about. It says his heart was indicting a good matter. In other words, there was something overflowing within him he says he wanted to speak of things. He wanted to speak about this matter. What was it? It was the matter of the king. So I encourage you to get excited about following the king because this king in Psalm 45 is also on a conquest and a conquest which is successful. This is the king that you want to follow. And it would seem to be the same conquest talked about in Revelation chapter 19. And think about it. This king, it says he's girded with a sword. He's mighty. He has glory and majesty. And he rides prosperously. That means he's successful with his conquest. And he's got arrows that are sharp. And his enemies fall down because of these sharp arrows. Now we all know the analogy... Lord Jesus Christ, he's a king. But the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be married, married to the ecclesia, right? They are going to be one, they are going to be united. And so Psalm 45 talks about how this king is married to a queen. And it says what the king will desire in the queen. Right? Which means the the ecclesia, the believers are likened to a woman. And that's true in many occurrences in Scripture. The ecclesia is like a woman. And the Lord Jesus Christ is looking to select his bride. And what is he looking for? Well, it gives us a couple of details. And this will tell us if we're ready to follow our king. It says, The king greatly desires thy beauty. For he is thy Lord, worship thou him. 
What is beauty, though? It's not talking about natural beauty. Well, the verse before says, Forget thine own people and thy father's house. Wow. What a significant phrase that is. Forget thine own people and thy father's house. Yes, that's exactly what the king's looking for. Now, it doesn't actually mean, Mom, Dad, I'm packing up. See you later. I need to forget you. Right? That, that's not what it's talking about. I mean, it could be talking about this if maybe you've got parents who aren't in the truth and are rejecting everything about the truth. And you may need to separate from them in, in certain ways. But this is talking about separating ourselves from the world. It's like Ruth, who is a Moabite, she separated herself and adopted Naomi's God and her people and her ways. It's like the people that came out of Egypt. And God says, I want you to be a holy nation and different and separate. It's like in Revelation when it says, come out of her, my people, and be separate. We have to be different than the churches around us. Are you ready to do that for your king? So that you can follow your king into battle? The king of kings and lord of lords. Is really worth taking some time to think about. Are we ready to follow our king? Or are we too comfortable with where we're at? We like the culture and the things that the world has to offer. If we do, we're probably not ready to follow the king. But I'd encourage you Continue to be fascinated with what a king is, what a king is all about. And I hope you can be compelled by the stories in scripture that speak of the different kings. And ultimately, Christ is king. Because he's not just a king. He's going to be your king. And he wants you to follow him the representative of the king of all the earth who we need to sing praises to with understanding as it says in psalm 47 and if we think about this then we can remember now our creator What animal has a tongue that starts in the back of its throat, goes down the throat, around the skull, between the eyes, through its nostrils, and out through the mouth? This animal, which points to an intelligent designer, will be discussed with a special guest on the next episode of Remember Now by Creator Podcasts.